Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Got You On Air. I'm your host, Heya, and this podcast has your back with valuable insights, perspectives, experiences, and stories from some really cool people doing some really cool things. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking to Raja Ladawi, or should I say Dr. Raja Ladawi. He's the coolest dentist on the block, guaranteed. He makes his job look like so much fun. I want to find out how he keeps such a positive mindset and how he combines his career and his passion so seamlessly. So let's get to know him a little bit better today. Hello, Dr. Raja, how are you? Oh, good. How are you doing, my dear? Good, good, good. I'm so excited to have you on the show today because I know that you have a lot of stories to tell and I want to get to the nitty gritty. I have a lot of stories to tell. I feel like you do. Who have you been talking to? <laughs> the right people. The right people have nice. pointed me in this direction. Nice, nice. So I think the number one thing about you that stands out is just how you really weave your passions into your career and that's what i want to touch on in today's episode as much as possible um i know you have a few loves in your life music your family i'm sure your job so i want to ask you how did you go about finding your passion finding your passion is a very broad thing see? Mm -hmm. it's, uh, when it finally clicks and you know you're doing the right thing it doesn't even seem like work mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. um when it comes to dentistry because I really think it is my passion, right? But I started at a very young age because my granddad was a dentist, believe it or not. So right, so it's the inherited exactly. career path. Yeah. yeah, he was like one of the first dentists in Kuwait. He came to Kuwait in about like, I don't know, 1952, ages ago, you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, he just started. So when I grew up as a kid, it was always common. A dentist in the family. Mm. Uh, my dad was always, hey, huh, here's our little dentist. You know what I mean? Right, so, so it was kind of like programmed. Yes, programmed. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I was 17, actually at 16 and a half, I moved to Canada. Mm. Right? So I finished off high school there. So I went to Toronto all on my own. Wow. It was crazy. So The six. High school there, exactly. And high school over there, you get exposed to so many different things, not like in Kuwait. You yes. know what I mean? So then I was really, I had this little, um, it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't a crisis. It was just like, what am I doing? Am I doing, am I picking the right career here? Yeah, like a bit of an identity. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. And that, should I do this? Should I, because I'm artsy as well. I'm like, should I stick to arts? What am I going to, mm. what's going to happen here? Yeah. So uh, I got a scholarship actually to go to uni in Canada because I got something called the Ontario Merit Award. It was like the top student Look at high you. school. Look well, I don't, I don't, any, uh, I study hard, so I yeah. play hard, and you have to balance it, you know what I mean? Right, that work-life balance, yeah. Yeah, so um, after getting that, um, it was like a scholarship to enter dental school, because I had to do science first. Okay. Because in North America, you do sciences, you get a bachelor in science, and then you go into yeah. med school. Elmi vibes. Exactly, right. Elmi vibes. So what happened is I went to, uh, I, I didn't take their offer, I didn't want the scholarship, mm. and I was too far away. So my parents were like, you're never in contact. You're always too busy. You're too far. How are we going to see you? You're two flights away. So I was like, okay, what's your next option? I got Kabul in the UK as well. Yes. I wasn't very keen on the UK. Sorry, girls. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't very keen on the no UK initially. Yep. Initially. Because yeah. I was like, what are you guys taking me out of Toronto, the city? Yeah. Where am I going to go to the countryside? What is this? Yeah. Uh, as we were landing, and we were landing, like I went to uni at Queen's University. It's in Northern Ireland. It's in mm. Belfast. So as the plane was landing, I looked out the window. My mom was with me on the plane. I said, and I was like, um, 
what is this mezra'a? Yeah. What is going on? What's all this fields green? I on need fields, the city. On fields, on fields. It was depressing yeah. initially. Was it raining? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. It always does in Ireland. Yeah, right? yeah. Anyways, after literally two semesters there, I loved it so much, I didn't want to leave. Mm. And I got a very strong Irish accent. I had a very strong Northern Irish accent. Wow. Which he, and I adapt. I'm like, um, yeah. Whoever's in front of me, I always at I literally just took that down on my notes, adapting. I just wrote that you down. Have because to, you yeah. have to adapt. It's, it's, it's the key for proper communication. Yeah. You don't want to have these barriers up. When you talk to someone, usually you want them open. Right. You don't want people's guards up because then you don't get the genuine person. You want to extract with. the most you can from them in the best way. Do you know what I mean? The genuine yeah. person. Exactly. You, know, you, I, you don't want to say stuff to make people yeah, and you put their guard up Yeah. because then you're not getting the real them. You're getting a filtered version or a mask version. Authenticity. Get rid of that mask. 100%. You know? So yeah, I feel like with um, that identity crisis that you kind of spoke about when you, you know, when you're in school and you got that yeah, scholarship. Like I feel like that's such a shared experience, really. I think a lot of people hit that. How old were you that time? I was 17, yeah, 18, and then at 19, I was like, okay, I guess this is the path. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because yeah. if I think about my own life and when I think about my friends and people I speak to, mm -hmm. it's always around that time when school is, you know, your, your high school or whatever, when you're leaving, they're like, okay, what do you want to do with your life? And you're like, I something like my first day out here. Like, I don't know what I exactly. want to do. So it's no surprise that you had a bit of a mm, moment where yeah. I'm like, is this right? Should I be doing this? And that's kind of the reason why I'm doing um, the podcast with the theme being off the beaten path. Because okay. I want to encourage people to explore different avenues before they commit so well, kind of if you want them to explore i'll tell you this i never stopped music yeah that was my passion yes and i incorporate a lot of the arts and creativity into what i do today yeah so i never really feel like oh hasafa must yeah whatever field it is because oh, i yeah. always have that part in it you never want to regret never no Th no that's you, the you main live thing. life to the fullest and no regrets that's the main thing and that's kind of the reason why i wanted to speak to you because i've been you're actually my dentist yeah. and i've been to your clinic and i know how you do weave in music and the things you love and you make your job so fun yeah. and i feel like people get it's the furthest thing from mundane from my in my opinion when i come visit you that's awesome so i feel like a lot of people have the have jobs where they can become routine. It can be the same thing every day. You know what I mean? But how can they infuse their passions into their career? So tell me how you used adaptation, your skills in that sense. How did you use that to merge the two worlds? Into what it is today? Right. Oh, it was tough initially. L listen, when I first moved back, uh, I worked in the UK for a while. I wasn't going to move back. Mm. When are you coming back? You've yeah, been away yeah. for like 10 plus years. Enough are you is coming enough. back? Mm. I'm like, okay. And I'm sure that happens with a lot of people listening. You got in that. Oh, damn. I, I got to go back. Hurry up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you go back and you're like, am I an alien here? What has happened? Mm -hmm. You feel so detached, yes. right? And you need to kind of make your roots again. Adapt. So <laughs> adapt. Exactly. So you have to always adapt. Yeah. And uh, when I first started here, I was in the ministry for a while. Yeah. Actually, as Yitzh Minshaarbeit, I went, I wasn't that great with. Arabic, and we got taught in English, right? right. And dental schools in English. Mm. So I had to learn a lot of the, the Arabic terminology to mm. explain to patients. Right. So I actually went to Jordan for about six months just to kind of pick up skills of mm. how dentists talk to patients yeah. in this language. Communication. Exactly. And then thank God, uh, Instagram and all that taught me how to, how to yeah. you know. 
It helps. It really helps. And oh, it's such yeah. a crucial skill. Of course. You 100%. need it. You don't realize that it's important when you're younger. And mm. you're like, ah, oh, tough. I don't want to study. But you know what? When you graduate and you come back here, yeah. no, you do, you do kind of need it. You do need it. And it's that thing of like this, uh, uh, the word adaptation sticks out to me. And obviously, uh, there's a fine line between like adaptation and assimilation. So how do you not lose yourself in the process of adapting to new places? Because uh, then that would be assimilating. Yes. The, the, listen, when it comes to this, you have I truly believe this. You have to be a genuine, true version of yourself. Yes, it's all the only way. The damn time. Right. I used to always try to the the person that you're dealing with doesn't like a certain thing. I don't show that aspect of my personality. But at the end of the day, you're emptying from your cup of happiness. You're making yourself small. to make other people happy, mm. and that's emptying your cup. You need to be happy too. You're you're the number one priority. You. Yes. And you. And me. Do you know what I mean? Right. So. By being yourself, you'll attract the right people, the right environment. People around you will be drawn to you mm. that have similar well, beliefs, but worldviews, uh, worldviews, beliefs, just the same, like-minded. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So when there's less difference, خلاص, you attract people that are mythlich. Yeah. And you surround yourself with that, and then you can truly live happily. Because there's no assimilation. There's no yeah. Criticism. Yeah. No assimilation. you're genuinely you. Yeah. If you like it, great. If you don't like it. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the best way no. to live an authentic version of yourself because life's too short. Yes. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it pleasing others if at the end of the day no one cares about your happiness. Yes. I'm sure your happiness. But then when you're happy, the rest will trust follow. me, happiness will follow you. Yes. The right people, positive people, they get drawn to this. Yes. I, like, I don't know. I'm sure you've had this, but do you have friends, not friends, but I'm sure everyone knows a person mm. that's always so negative. Yes. You start avoiding them as much as you love them every time you try to be positive it's draining yeah like oh mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yes. and you're like okay i'm gonna give them some of my habits Khalas, if it's all the time yeah. you just it's toxic you know yeah. get away from toxic you need to we always say this because a few episodes ago Claudette, we talked about protecting your energy mm-hmm. and this is the most crucial skill i feel like i've learned in my early 20s is to be able to set up boundaries to in order to protect myself and to attract the right people into my life. That's awesome. And uh, honestly, the only the only way and the key to doing that, I think, is being genuine. It sets up all the boundaries for you. When you're being authentically yourself, the boundaries go up automatically because you're sure. like, I don't allow that for myself. Ma yes. This is what I expect from my life, and this is why I'm gonna go and get it. That's bravo, LH in your twenties. I took me, I did it in my thirties. Yeah, it's a process. You know? it's, it is it's a tough. process. It's tough. It is a process. Self discovery is a thing, and yes. yeah, hundred percent. So you said you try to be genuine always, and that's a, a standout point for me. You have to. Uh, yeah. So how does that uh, bleed into your passions? How do you stay true to yourself when it comes to the, your other hobbies and other things you love? Like you mentioned music. Yes. Like how do you keep that spark alive? How do I keep it alive? Listen, it, it's normal. Like I get, see, I'm a, I'm a, I am a workaholic. I love work. Because yes. I love what I do. It's not work. So it doesn't matter. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. it makes me happy. When I'm working on a case, for example, when I'm doing smiles and stuff, because most of that stuff's like smile and veneers, which yes. So when I'm in it, I truly lose the sense of time. Yes. I don't know if an hour has passed or three. Wow. I look up. Wow. It's like meditation. Mm. You know, I'm in the zone. You lose yourself in it. Yes. And I feel way. the same when I'm creating music. Wow. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I still do that, but I that's not my work. That's my passion mm-hmm. i always do it it's it 
something I do to get away from everything. Yes. So if I'm actually feeling really happy or really down, I'd actually write a song. Yes. And I'd record. So yeah. is it a form of um, escapism or is it something that you embrace in your journey? Are you escaping to music or are you bringing music along with you? No, I bring it along with yeah. me. I, I used to escape with music and the music I used to write before was very different. Right. Very different. Yeah, and Gable, it was like oh, hip hop and stuff, early 20s. I mean, that's like 10 plus years ago for me. Mm. Very, very different. Now I write stuff that I want to write. That I want to play, mm. that I like. I don't care about get the I'm shape. It's you. Uh, You're number one person. Is you? Yep. So I do stuff that I like, and I realized by doing that, even with my music career or not career, but even with my music, is people genuinely like your music more because you're genuine. Because you're genuine. I'm singing about stuff with meaning. You know when yeah. you hear music, like I don't know, when Ed Sheeran's songs and stuff. A hundred percent. No, it, it makes so much sense because when I hear music, there is some music that moves you. Yeah. Even sometimes, dare I say it, to tears. Of course. You're like, oh my God, I feel this. Oh, this song, something about the beat, the words, the meaning, whatever resonates with you. The right chord. It struck the right chord. Exactly. And it struck the right chord. That's a successful song. Yeah, it's true. And you, you got to give your all when it comes to writing music, yeah. working. And you know that feeling where you strike that chord? Do you feel like you develop a connection with your patients sometimes, like a human connection? Oh, where all of them. Yeah. Of course. That's yeah. the most important thing. I do it for the people aspect. Does it? Do you thrive from that then? Of course. You're dealing with people at the end of the day. Yes. We are social animals. Yes. You have to deal with the person in front of you, not the case. Yes. When you come to me, you're not a mouth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're you. And I'm like, hey, how have you been? How are you doing? The way you approach dentistry, like I said, it can be like when you think, oh, dentistry, it's very serious. But that's why I want to highlight the human connection that you developed with your, the connection you developed with your patients, because that's rare. That's rare. And it's something that I think makes you stand out on your job. And I think a lot of people could learn from that. And I'm very, um, what you see is what you get. Emotion wise, I'm an empath anyway. So I tell, yes. I show you how I feel. Yeah. Actually, yes. And I like it that way because I like connecting to the person mm. in front of me. Yep. No, I agree. And I think I'm a bit like that as well. I'm quite empathetic. Stick to that. Don't change in time. No. Life gets you harsh, huh? Life life tries to make you bitter. I know. But I, I've, I've, I've been good thus far. Don't lose it. No, right? thank God. Yeah. No. But I think uh, I can relate to you when it comes to having a personality that you can't really that you don't want to hide, that you don't want to shield. And I'm yeah. facing that now. Um, like with the launch of the podcast, obviously it was quite a scary thing because it's my voice, my opinions, all these things out into the open. And I was, my biggest fear was like, oh, what are people going to say? Are they going to judge me? Are they going to be like, what is she doing? So just advice from you to me. How do you go about not caring? Do you do this from love? Do you really en you enjoy connecting with your people that you bring on your absolutely. show? Absolutely. Right? Yep, absolutely. And then you stick on and keep on doing that and you will you will be surrounded by people that will get attracted to you. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, the response you know? has been good so far, yeah. thankfully. And you're always going to get negative responses. Yeah. Always. Who cares? Mm. Mm. Really, at the end of the day, person X, username X said one word, they might have had a really hard day. Also, it doesn't mean Projection. they're bad too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Oh, so what? It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't really matter at no. the end of the day because you're stick just going to what you're do doing. you. Mm. Really, stick to what you're doing and just don't give up. I never gave up. And mm. Any successful person will tell you, do not give up. Yeah. Ever. Kamleen, mm. Kamleen, just keep on going. Keep going. Chucking along like a train. Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're the train. People are on your train in this part of your life, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. 
if there's issues and turbulence, they can get off at the next stop. Your train keeps going. It never keep, never stops. Yes. Your train keeps on going. It's chugging along mm-hmm. all the way up. All the way all up. All the way up. All the way <laughs> up. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I just want to talk a little bit more about like what you do with music. So what exactly mm-hmm. do you do? Okay, um, I play the guitar. Yep. Back in the day, I used to like um, we used to do a lot of hip hop. I used to rap back. Yes, I'm really good, and I'm not gonna rap right now. <laughs> just, just giving you a heads up. But I'll uh, show you some music about then. But um, mostly now it's guitar and singing, and uh, with my friend, he's like producer. just jam, jam, jam. Session. No, but I like to write music. Yeah, you know, and he's more into electronic music right now. He's uh, in the house, deep house, uh, deep day, house thing. Yeah, and I'm into more acoustic and emotions and feelings because it's yeah. people and connecting with the listener. Yes. Do you know I mean, and yep. It's funny because y- I've never heard you play your own stuff in your clinic. It's always like everyone else. I, I don't else. tell people. I never tell <laughs> people this. I'm telling you because I've known you. And you always, I, I told you personally, yeah. I remember what I think you need to embrace your own art and play it while you're doing it's dentistry. Ca- um, the lyrics. It's, you know, oh, the, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's with the, the lyrics. rock music, with the acoustic stuff, actually, I want to. I'm, I'm planning on doing a little music video. I think you should. It's a really nice one. I wrote it for my son. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's cute. It's, That's great. It's cute. I love that. So with your music and stuff, you do a lot of social media and all that. What do you think of like the social media sphere? Do you find it as a, a, a good tool or do you find it a little toxic at times? How do you feel about it? I use it for fun. Social media is a tool that you pick up and put down when you want. You mm. don't let it consume you and consume your life. Yeah. I have a very strong belief about this because it's the same as your brain. Right. If you overthink and stress and worry which we all fall into that category. I do too, and it's Adi. So you always have to sit back and think, my, my brain is a tool. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let the tool use me. I use it when I, I use need the tool. And I put it away. Dopamine. That's a shade with social media. Detox, yeah. You know, uh, you get all the time. You, deep down inside, you start comparing your life to others. Even if you don't realize it at first, you of are course. comparing. Yeah. And even your success I wish success on everybody. Abundance, abundance mentality. And it's not just oh, only me. If I become number one, no one blacks. Mm-hmm. There's uh, room for everyone. Yani, there's a saying: if you have a huge ship and you're gonna go fishing, you're gonna catch fish on that huge uh, liner with with a big net. Yeah. And if you have a tiny little boat, you're gonna throw your sonar and you're gonna catch a fish too. Yeah. End of the day, هذا ماكل وهذا ماكل. That's all. So uh, both of them شبعانين, right? Right. What's the point? Who's, who's happy? Everybody eats. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I think that's what that's what my sister and I talk about all the time is just keeping this abundance mentality where there's literally room for everyone and actually the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times on social media there's like a lot of gatekeeping um or even in different things that, uh, different avenues that you go into in your life there's a gatekeeping. I don't want to share this. I don't want to introduce you. I don't want to I don't. So I feel like when we have conversations like this, I wanted to encourage people to open up their networks more to open up their experiences to open up about what they're going through um and i think that's a really important lesson okay i want to blast to the past a little bit i think we have a, a shared thing here where we both um studied abroad yes um and i think that's a that's a super important thing to touch on because that experience is very valuable mm-hmm. and it teaches you a lot in life so what are your like key takeaways from studying abroad and embracing another culture and being in another space okay and in, in canada i just learned that so many different types of people and I just understood what a cultural mosaic of people that make a Canadian a Canadian for example yes Ma'andhum racism it's so beautiful I love how that society just assimilates together yeah okay 
In Ireland, I learned that you shouldn't take life too seriously. Mm. Okay? Yeah, uh, sarcasm. I know, I'm very sarcastic. People that know me, sometimes, even if they know me so well, they don't know if I'm joking or not. And I do some videos sometimes. I go, Deep down, I know it's humor. He takes it seriously. They yeah. don't know, is this guy joking or is this sarcasm? They're confused. Yes. But I got that from Ireland. Yeah, that's the, their humor. It's, it's the sarcastic crack and yeah, in yeah, the wit. Yeah. So I like it. Actually, I prefer that humor. Yeah. You know? So I think I got a lot of that from there. That's cool. But see, you did a lot in Ireland. I loved it. It's, it's, it's crazy because when you move out, you really embrace where you are. And I can speak on behalf of myself and a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. You you after like the second year that's it it doesn't feel like when you come back to wherever you're from is home it feels like when you go back to your college town okay i'm home now yes and then that's when it gets scary because you're like oh no i have two years left of this and then what i have to go readapt and re figure Mm -hmm. everything out when i move back um do you know what happens afterwards i'll tell you tell me it was the day i left belfast i was in tears i didn't want to leave i was crying kicking and screaming oh i had my whole life was there it was perfect and then i left and I was sad initially. Yes. Came back to Kuwait. I, I waited for, I think, four years. Oh, no, five years yeah. before I went back to Belfast for a visit. Mm, it was it's one too of hard my to go back weddings. sometimes. Yeah, he got married. I'm like, hello, it's in Ireland. I'll go back. I'll, I'll see my university. I'll go to his wedding. Yeah, nostalgia. Went back five years later. Looked around in the streets. Didn't know anyone. I, oh, by the way, when I lived there, Every single person knew me. Hey, yeah. Ray, uh, and they're just saying hi to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very outgoing, very social. Yeah. I went back. Not a lot of people recognized me. The few that said hi, Uchidi, but I felt like, oh, wow, going back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't live there now. Yes. I wouldn't move back. Yes, I loved it. It was great at that time in that place. Yes. Your train keeps moving on. Now in my journey, I'm here. Mm. Well, I'm happy. I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Or now. That's great. Do you know what I mean? That's so great. no regrets. Don't live your life with regrets. If you do, you're not living. Yeah. You're Aisha in the past. 100%. Or living in the past. Cause the past is an unproductive place to be. That's for sure. Because it's done. Sure. What are you going to do? You yeah. can't change it. Yeah. You can't change it. And I think um, when you move back, obviously, and like when you get older, a lot more responsibilities taken and all the uh, kick in and all this stuff. So you have to make a lot more decisions in your life. And I know you've made some big decisions in your life when it comes to starting a family and like having your yeah. clinic and all that stuff. Um, what would you say to someone who is struggling to trust themselves in the decision making process? Oh, you, you got to have a s- uh, strong, strong willpower and like a heart of steel and just go for it. Yeah. No regrets. Don't look back. You um, want to take the risk? Yep. Great. This it's it's called risk for a reason. Yeah. And that there's gonna be a big reward or you learn from it and you move and on. And you take another risk. Yeah. It's fine. You know I, mean? so. I read I read in this book somewhere, it was really interesting. There's this like game, you know, roulette, right? When people are playing roulette, this guy, the author was observing people at the table and um he found it so interesting that while the players were placing their bets they were super relaxed oh i'll pick this number pick this number whatever and as the wheel spins and then they're chilling and then as the wheel spins they start yeah. freaking out yeah and he was writing he was like what's the point of that he's like you freak out or you 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 think you make sure you're making the right decision beforehand and then once you make the decision relax because it's already in motion it's done. You've, you've done yes. it there's no point in stressing while it's happening. So just you basically enjoy the journey and just wait and see. Exactly. Wait and see. And that's how you truly get the most out of life. Yes. The journey. Mm-hmm. It's not when you get there. Okay, so what? Yep. You've got your five mansions. You've got five planes. And and then what? Where's the joy of it? It's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And 
on this journey that you're taking and you you embrace everything that comes your way like it's super important also to trust yourself and keep a positive mindset how do you find that you keep your positive mindset do you meditate yes. do you have a morning routine oh, like yeah. what is it okay for me it's it's yes it's meditation it's five i do five minutes mm. i do it when i get to work actually not before because I wake up uh, when I'm when I get to work. I re- I see my patient. I, I usually have one patient, and then I always keep it like a ten minute break, mm-hmm. and I go to my little office, five minutes of complete mindfulness, just breathing. Mm-hmm. I forget the world. Inshallah, there's an earthquake outside. Mm-hmm. All I'm focusing on is breathing in and out, in and out, until you stop thinking. Any, you do it long enough, you realize that you start stop. You won't think of your breathing anymore. It's mm-hmm. just you're just there. Yeah. No ideas. Any idea that goes in, you throw it away. You go back to breathing. Mm-hmm. And then music, and then going home to be with uh, the family. Yeah. I love it. That's great. It. That's great. And I go biking. I need my cycling. You need your cardio. You need your cardio. That Get the heart releases pumping. the stress. Nice. It's true. They say emotion is energy in motion. So mm-hmm. sometimes when you have a buildup, it's good to get moving a little bit and oh just yeah. kind of like run it out, bike it out, whatever yes. you got to do. Go for a walk. Uh, that's been a Do you know what favorite. moving helps with as well? Go on. You get anesthetized and you're numb. Yeah. If you go for a like a run or a jog, let that blood flow. You'll be good. It'll wear away quicker. It's amazing. So do you feel like you've gotten completely past like any of your identity? Do you feel like you're ticking every box that you've set for yourself? Or do you have more goals that you want to achieve? Now it's not goals. Not now like I have an overall map. Do you know how when some people do vision boards and they have this? I have yes. an overall destination. I don't care much for how I'm going to get there or the path. Because mm. if I want to get from point A to B, I can take a bike, yeah. I can walk, yeah. I can get a scooter, I can get a Ferrari. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I don't think about You're going to get there how. though. Yeah. I know I am. Exactly. You have to know you will. Exactly. That's that's the Kay? key. And then it, you just keep on going. Mm-hmm. That's you know the key. I mean? Yeah, no, I myself have a vision board. Yes. Hey, yeah. The What's podcast, on it? The podcast was definitely on the vision board. See, so that's, remember when you went back to that tip, what advice would you give? So yeah. you're on the right path, so khalas. 100%, 100%. And it's it's because I know that there are such amazing tools available to us um, in ways that we can like program our mind to lead the most fulfilled life that we can mm-hmm. and get the most out of the experience. You know, I think a lot of the things that we, we can take into um, the world through even your job or just through conversations like this is just to lead with compassion and with a lot of love heart i think i i learned a lot from you today and i want to say thank you so 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 much for being here thank you for having it me. was so much awesome. fun i knew you bring the fun. energy i knew you would you have major main character energy that's awesome i've been working for like i don't know like Nine hours today, so You're this good. is energy? Good. You should <laughs> yes, see me yes, in the morning. Yes. It's like it's feel like a cup of coffee. Yes. I love it. No, thank you so much, Dr. Naja. You. you are the best. Thank you, guys. I'll see you in You're your awesome. clinic soon. I actually need to make an appointment. Will do. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see ya. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to my episode today with none other than Dr. Reja. I really appreciated his outlook on passions and how to combine that with his career. A lot of music talk, a lot of laughter, and very, very high energy. If you guys have any suggestions on who you want to hear on the show next or any topics you'd like our take on, DM us at gotyou.onair on Instagram or email us. Take care and see you guys next time.